Hey everyone, welcome back to the Thoughts of Faith podcast. I have the most special guest on today, my wonderful fiance, Thomas Armstrong. Thomas, <laughs> thanks for being on the podcast. So grateful to finally get to join for one of these marvelous episodes. I'm so excited. It's fun to have you on because we get to just chat, but now everyone's listening in and we get to share just how we came to be, how our story kind of started. Um, you know, we dated really intentionally, and I thought that the listeners would love to hear just more about us and how we did things and, and hoping that that would help and encourage them to really follow God's design for dating and then how we knew each other was the one. <laughs> so I think, the big one. I think first just sharing more about you so they can get to know you. What are your, obviously I know, but tell them what are your passions and, and kind of your core values that, that you have in life. Absolutely. So I'm Thomas. Hey, everybody. And um, as you know, I'm born and raised here in Raleigh. Um, for me, my passions, the things I'm really excited about are definitely just building authentic relationships, building communities. You know, my parents got divorced, as you know, when I was about five. And so I grew up in this environment where there wasn't a lot of that authentic relationships, not a lot of that sense of belonging. Yeah. And so for me, I work every single day. You know, it really gave me a desire to just fill my life with authentic relationships, fill my life with a great sense of community. And um, it's really been, you know, for me, the last year, it's been a little bit more than a year now that I've been a Christian. And uh, I was raised in the church, but drifted away for a long time and finally came back. And... You know, it's just been incredible this past year to, like, find a newfound love for community, especially in the church, um, and a newfound love for authentic relationships, obviously, with you and I dating and then yes. now being engaged and getting married in April, which is so exciting. So exciting. I'm so, pumped. Now, I feel very grateful. Now, with the the background that you grew up with, with church and getting involved in church and serving even in high school, but drifting away for college and maybe being in relationships that weren't so life-giving for you. Um, and now with our relationship, what do you think was the biggest difference between the past relationships that you've had romantically versus ours and just how you've gone about it? We're getting into it. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I'd say the biggest difference is, is just who's at the center of it. Yeah. It's simple as that, you know. Is the center of the relationship God, or is it just looking to the other person for fulfillment? Right. Um, you know, I found myself looking to past girlfriends for fulfillment. I found myself expecting them to look to me for their mm -hmm. sense of fulfillment in life. And unfortunately, I'm just nowhere near perfect and nowhere near able to provide that sense of fulfillment that they really need to get from Jesus. I feel like I did too, though, even from a certain extent Absolutely. of following God, but still like throughout high school and college being in this societal pressure to be a certain way in dating relationships you hear the church say one thing but not give like too much uh, logistics on how to actually walk that out and then you have pressure from society telling you oh you got to care about this and this is what's really important in relationships when the fact is is that they're completely wrong and the most life-giving relationship of course, has been ours hands down. And I think that's because as I've gotten to know you more, I've seen your heart for building authentic relationships God's way. And that has carried over not just with our relationship, but then 
the relationship with your employees, the relationship with your other friends and family. Just over this past year, I've seen you just address relationships in a whole new way. You know, we were friends for about nine months before we started dating. So there was a time where, you know, I met you whenever you weren't following Christ and whenever you were living differently and seeing this transformation, like praise God that like only he can do, like no one else can do it. Mm -hmm. um, How you have just transformed in the time that I've met you. And now it'll be, today's December 1st. We met like couple weeks into January of Mm -hmm. 2022 so almost two years ago when I met you and now you know we dated for a year so let's go through our timeline a little bit we started dating officially in September September of of 2022 Mm -hmm. and then we got engaged in September of 2023 that's right this year we said since the beginning we didn't want it to take more than a year we did and it didn't we did and so that was a really early stage conversation that we had before we started dating. That was before we started dating. Yeah, before we started dating. What did you think whenever I initiated that conversation? Because I was really like pleased with how you responded to that and how you wanted the same. Yeah. But talk about that for a little bit of why put a time frame on it or why say, you know, we would like for it to be within a year. Absolutely. If possible. Absolutely. That was something we wanted to be really intentional on from the beginning. It was a foreign concept to me, but something that you were really passionate about from the get-go. And I think that just comes down to our backgrounds, right? It's just I dated one person for five years. Yes, that's important college. to mention. Yeah. Right, exactly. And you've had more typical ranges of relationship yeah. length. And so it's like, you know, for me, it was like, man, if it took me five years to feel like I still got to know that person, then how could I possibly get to know somebody in a year was my like initial emotional reaction, right? Yeah. But then, and I think that was when you shared that with me before I became a Christian too. Yeah, that's right. And then once I became a Christian, it was like a whole reframing around what is the purpose of dating. And you know, Bible doesn't mention dating. Mm-mm. It doesn't exist. Like, it's just not in there. It's just says, okay, well, then you have a wife. It's like... <laughs> Well, hold on a second. What happened in that? <laughs> how do you get there? You know, how do you get there? And so I've always thought that was really interesting, but I never really understood why. And then I read this book called um, I Kiss Dating Goodbye. Which is controversial. Like some people love it. Some people hate it. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, it's a book about, you know, not even kissing before getting married, yeah. for example. Um, which, you know, I think is a little extreme. But It's a little extreme. Uh, <laughs> we but, kissed. <laughs> yes. But the core, you know, the idea behind it, uh-huh. which is that, Intimacy is the reward of commitment. Yeah. That if you, you know, if you go and live with somebody before you're married or if you get physically intimate with them before yeah. you're married or any of those things that you're really out on this limb and it can just break very easily and there's no commitment there. There's no safety of marriage or anything like that. Nope. And so reading that book <clears throat> really opened my eyes to what the Bible does say about how you should go about courting. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, the Bible doesn't specifically say that, but <clears throat> the very omission of it means something. It means right. that... Well, courting should exclusively be for the purpose of proving out, is this a good fit for marriage or not? Yeah, testing and be tested, as you say. To test and be tested (laughs) for marriage, which is like, it's not quite as, you know, it doesn't sound as fun, doesn't sound as, you know. But, I mean, I think over the course of those first six months, especially, like, we were able to, like, really have a ton of fun dating, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And also be intentional about, like, hey, 
hey, we're in this right now. Yeah. We, we decided before we started and then as we were going through the six, seven, eight, nine months, like, hey, we're in this to see if it's a good fit for marriage. Right. And um, I think being upfront about that was really important. But basically, to answer back to your question, like, as soon as I realized that the Bible didn't really have a support for any sort of long dating relationship, because if you're dating for three years, then you must not have been doing it to see if it was a good fit for marriage. Yeah. You know, unless there's some other factor or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so where we were in life, we we both wanted to be able to also answer yes to the question of, am I ready to get married now? Yeah. So we both answered yes to that before we even started dating. So that way it wouldn't be like, oh, like my last relationship, we're like, oh, we're dating and like we're not even thinking about marriage and mm-hmm. who knows where we're going. Now, yeah. granted, you were in a different time frame, right? You were, you started dating in high school and yeah. then you dated through college. Yeah. And some people think that, well, yeah, you you guys say a year, but I'm a sophomore in college right now, and I don't want to get married until after college because, like, that's the thing to do, right? I have to wait until I get my degree, which you don't, And but that just depends on what you feel convicted about at the end of the day and yeah. what's really important to you. Um, I've known couples that have gotten married during college, and they love it, and mm-hmm. they say it's the best thing ever, and they wouldn't do it otherwise, right? Because they just have around that initial time frame. Um, for people who are saving themselves for marriage, as you date longer, there's just more temptation there. As you develop stronger feelings for someone, yeah. there's going to be those... Uh, just a longer period of time for temptation when it comes down to it. And so if you know someone's the one, you have peace about it, then what are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. And so you now, nine months into dating, say faith's the one. How did you come to that conclusion? And then it took, you know, two, three months to get the ring and mm-hmm. do the planning for the proposal but how did you come to that decision? Um, yeah, that you were the one? Yeah. How did I come to that decision? <clears throat> wow. Well, a lot of time spent talking to God. A lot of time spent talking to mentors, especially ones who knew both of us, especially at church. Yeah. And a lot of time in the Bible, you know. Um, that's something my, my pastor shared with me, our pastor shared with me, that's just, you know, See what what the Bible says about it. See what trusted mentors say about it, and then talk directly to God about it, right? Yeah. With any important decision. And the way I approached, you know, that decision is, God could send down lightning bolt, boom, face the one. She could, you know, God could just do that. <laughs> I think it's relatively unlikely, just statistically, right? But it, I should be open to the idea that hey, at any point, God might reveal she either is the one or is not. Mm-hmm. But my default is that. It's still going to be my choice. Mm -hmm. And so God might not have that lightning bolt moment. And if he's not going to, then I want to make sure I make that choice with as much of the biblical foundation as possible. Yes. So that's where I do really see something that was my choice. I think Mm -hmm. we do have free Free will. Free will, yeah. But it wasn't just a choice. It was a choice to continue making the choice to love you and cherish you and be with you forever every single day. Yeah. So it's much bigger than your average choice because your average choice, like, oh, I'm going to start a new business. Okay, well, then next week I might decide I'm not going to start a new business. Yep. But no, this is a choice where it's like, no, I'm choosing to commit to this person for life. Right. Divorce is not an option. It's not an option. It's not on the table. Yeah. And that was something that we also talked about as we were getting more serious in dating. How do you approach marriage? Is it something that we can get out of at any certain point? Is falling out of love 
okay? Is that an option for us? And we decided no because of what God's intent and design for marriage is, which is that whenever he brings two people together, they should not separate, right? And having that really profound perspective from Jesus that he's graciously given us has given me confidence that this is going to be for life and why why I was able to say yes because of the confidence that I felt in your relationship with God and in my relationship with God. If our relationship with God is not sound and we're not just on fire for Jesus, then I can't expect it to be this life-giving thing because then you can't lead me I can't respect and submit to you when we're married. It's just not going to work if we both don't have this perspective of glorifying God first. Absolutely. And what was really encouraging to me was whenever we were dating, you said, let's join a small group. Let's serve in church. Like, let's go on double dates with others at our church. Yeah. And it was so community driven for you going back to like that first value, right? And I love people. I love relationships. And we just have a lot of synergy that overlaps in terms of our passions, Mm -hmm. as well as, of course, that true core foundation, which is Jesus. And now as we're preparing for marriage, we are doing premarital counseling. And would you recommend that to people? Absolutely. What is the benefit of premarital counseling? Oh Why should people do it? I tell you what, we got the best feedback we'd ever been given ever last week. Yeah. On our premarital counseling, um, our premarital counselor asked us to put together a budget, and so we were like, okay, we'll put together a budget. So we made a little budget, and then we met up back with them. We we're like, hey, we made a budget. Check it out. Cool. And I'm expecting him to just be like, oh, cool. Sounds good. You guys, you know, <laughs> check mark. Nice job. Looks like you put some effort into it. Great. But no, I mean, he went through line by line, by line for like an hour. And we like really talked it through. Yeah. We're like, wow, we really didn't put nearly as much thought on this as we thought we did. <laughs> yeah. But that's the kind of feedback that we want. Yes. Right? I mean, that's like, I mean, even just as a single person, I would recommend people to go get that yeah. kind of feedback on their budget and things for like sure. that. But, but it's so cool. Like as we're literally building the blocks of this new life together, this new family together that we're starting, the yes. two of us. It's like doing it in community. God calls us to do everything in community. Absolutely. We're designed as social creatures. We're designed to be with people. Yeah. And so doing it in community with another person so we don't just get stuck in our own little echo chamber like we did on our budget. We're like, oh, yeah, right. seems great. But then he's like, hold on. This is like Wait up. not what I'd recommend, you know? <laughs> and not like anything crazy we were doing, but it's just like ways to format it, ways to think about it, and how much do you do each month? And um, so that's that's the you know most crystallized example of why I think it's so important to do premarital counseling, yeah. so that couples can get on the same page from the beginning, and don't have you know these like massive revelations of things they didn't think about. There's always going to be things you didn't think about, things you didn't talk about. Sure, but may as well try and talk about as many of them as you can because this is your life. You yes, know? it's very important. You're not just focusing. It's so easy, I think, especially for women to focus on the day of the wedding rather than the marriage, which is every day after that to come. And I feel like before we even got engaged, you did really well of reminding me of that and 
why this premarital, like setting it up for us was going to be so um, instrumental because we're not just preparing for that one day that's so Mm -hmm. easy to get wrapped up about. It's for every day after. And if you think about, we are engaged for seven months. I believe we'll be engaged for seven months Mm -hmm. by the time we get married. Yeah. Is that something that you would recommend to people in terms of length or shorter or longer? Like we are in month three or four now. So we're about halfway (laughs) Mm -hmm. of being engaged. Yeah. And we're halfway through marital counseling. Yeah. Premarital counseling. So what do you think about the length? How's it going? Yeah. I'm having a blast. It's great. Um, in terms of length, I think it, it's kind of like the you know year long of dating thing. That's just kind of an arbitrary thing that we chose based on our values. Yeah. So it comes down to values. For you and I, like during dating, the value is hey, this is to test and be tested for marriage. And so then naturally, it's going to be shorter mm-hmm. um, than your societal average. In the same way, like the purpose of engagement is to prepare for marriage. Yeah. So how long does it really take to prepare for marriage? Mm-hmm. And it's also like a value we had where we didn't want the met, the wedding to be this big production. Yeah. Like nothing wrong with having a big wedding, with having a fancy wedding or anything like that. But we just, we didn't want it to become something that was such a thing Yeah. that on the day and also all the preparation for it being such a big production with all the sound and lights and everything yeah. would take away from what it's really about. That's right. Both while we were preparing for it because we would be so wrapped up in trying to plan the perfect thing. And also on the day of. Like we wanted our wedding to be a testimony to everyone who shows up there that these people love Jesus and there's something crazy about them. Like there's a lot of people we're invited to the wedding who like we really want to have an impact on. Yes. Right? And, yes. And so making it a simpler ceremony, making it a simpler whole thing. We got a venue where we can just walk in between spots. No complicated logistics. Yeah. Very simple. I'm really glad um, we did that. Yeah. That's, that's allowed us to spend a greater percentage of our time preparing for marriage and a smaller percentage of our time preparing for one day. Very well said. Very well said. We are going to have to make a part two, part three, <laughs> part four, maybe. I'm all in. If you want to hear specific questions answered from Thomas and I, or certain topics that you want us to cover, please drop them uh, in my DMs at Faith and Coaching on Instagram, and we will do that because we want to be as helpful and as impactful to you guys that, that we can be. And this was so fun. Um, I'm so glad that you said yes. And you love podcasting too. Like this is like this is your thing. We're in your studio right now. Thomas is an entrepreneur. We didn't even dive into all that, but this is um, a company, one of the <laughs> companies that he has the great pleasure of um, creating and working on and founding. So we, <laughs> there, oh, the there goes the lights. I guess that's time to close off, everybody, (laughs) just in time. Well, thanks for listening. And again, subscribe. If you haven't already, click that button, subscribe, to notify you when a new podcast episode drops. And we will see you guys on the next episode. Bye.